Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Be sure and check out our website, sportsmanofcolorado.com. All of our podcasts are there from all of our shows, actually, since we started. And uh, so you can catch any of the past shows. We got a lot of calls in and um, emails about the recent CPW, a gentleman that was on about CPW, about a chronic wasting disease. So we're going to be covering that a little bit more here uh, next week uh, with them once again. But we're in the middle of hunting season here and a lot going on, and so glad to have in studio. We're actually pre-taping today uh, for this weekend show, but glad to have Danelle Johnson and Lisa Thompson back with us. How are you guys? It's always good to be with Scott Watley. I, I didn't even know if you were still hunting or whatever. I hadn't heard from you in a while. I know. I've been on the <laughs> little dark cloud here. But it's on the dark yeah, we side. Were, um, uh, we did our archery over in Kremling uh, with our friend Brad Pope's um, Bear Mountain Outfitters, and uh Full moon, I'm telling you, that yeah. Friday night, Lord. I mean, it was just like you were just. You, you feel like you could actually just hunt at night, right? Well, yeah, I told him you day hunting is way overrated. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need to do some night hunting. And, um, but, uh, man, a lot of success uh, they had there. Uh, I was just not part of it. And uh, so, <laughs> but that? never got to draw my bow. And that was my first time to really go on a dedicated archery hunt. And so, I get it, but I'm also going to tell you, man, I'm not in that mindset yet to walk, you know, seven, nine <laughs> miles a day up and down mountains and have a bow and arrow in my hand. We, we call I it like, being an armed hiker, don't we, Lise? Yeah, for I like, sure. I like that 300 weatherby yeah. mag pretty well, good. Yeah. Well, it, there's one thing about hiking with when you're elk hunting, bow hunting, but when you go on a moose hunt like we did with Donnell, and now you you have a bunch of swamps that you're walking through, and yep. you go up to your waist, and um, yeah, it's changed my hunting idea myself. <laughs> you get, you so. get in the vehicle, and you're like, Man, we stink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we were doing seven miles a day looking for a moose, and it was just totally. She took me 20 miles in two days, and that's on her fresh Achilles. I think that's impressive. Yeah, no doubt. Impressive. No doubt. Absolutely. So, yeah. well, we're going to get into some of you guys' hunts and all. And um, also with us in studio, got Don Painter. My daddy. Danelle's father. My daddy, so, too. Good daddy. to be here. Don, glad to, glad to have you in. Good to see Scott. So now, how did you raise a hunter? How did, how'd that all begin? It's a long story. You don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it like when she, I mean, was she always into it, or did you have to kind of She kind of graduated into it? into it, I think. Yes. She was always a tomboy. Yeah. She, she loved the outdoors, and um uh, I've always liked to hunt, and it's kind of in her genes, I think. Sure, Yeah, sure. so my mom and daddy used to bring us to Colorado for two weeks every summer to fish. So dad would fly fish, and I would lure fish, and we would we'd go through some pinnacles and tough stuff, and mom would pick us up at the end. So growing up, it was really my brother and my dad that hunted, but right. it was an easy segue because I already loved the outdoors. I already loved um, – it's when I moved to Colorado that I fell in love with hunting. It's just a whole different – ball of wax than sitting on a cornfield, you know? Sure, sure. When we would get to wherever we was going, and usually it was the Canes River, the south, uh, southern Colorado, um, as soon as we'd get there, she wanted to start fishing. I said, no, you got to wait till we set up. And <laughs> she couldn't wait till she could hit the water. Patience does not strike me as one of her virtues. No, yeah, no. I, I keep trying to buy some, but I can't figure out how to do that, so... On the so, top shelf at King Supers. Top shelf. Okay. So you've been hunting all your life. Yes, sir. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Wait. What's still on your bucket list that you need? I'd like to get another elk. I got a six by six, but I'd like to get another one. Yeah, absolutely. So, so he's part of the point creep here in Colorado. He's got what fifteen points. He's been trying to draw that you know in one of the areas in southern Colorado, mm. and um, that point creep for the non-resident is is really steep. Yeah. Dad's just hoping he lives long enough <laughs> to, to yeah, get the fill. I don't know if I'll live that long. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you will, and I have a really nice bull picked out for you down All there. All right. I, I really appreciate that. So, Don, take just a minute before we get into the show a little bit about. Um, um, just kind of what it's like and, um, you know, spending time with a daughter and 
son in the woods and kind of what that's meant now over all these years to y'all's relationship it's been real interesting it's good to be able to come out and enjoy colorado especially mm-hmm. we um have uh whitetail in oklahoma and that's when i was a kid if i saw a deer track that was a big deal and over the years they populated and um we have a lot of them, a lot of, a lot of deer, few mule, mule deer, but not that many. Right. But one of, one of the, one of the sure. inter- interesting things, because Lisa helped me, you know, I, ch- I chased moose for 20 days, and my dad didn't come out until the night before I shot my moose. And I said, Dad, you got to get out here. I, I know somehow you're a part of this. And he said, what am I going to do, 84 years old? How am I going to help you in the Rockies? I said, you're going to sit in town, drink coffee, and hang out with people in the cafe. And that's exactly what he did. And, right. when I, and when I came in after I'd been up at 3 in the morning and been up on the mountain in the willows and swamps, you know, he said, I, I talked to a hunter that's been seeing a, a really nice moose up on Republic Creek, and and so we sat there and so talked. You had an informant. I had an in informant a <laughs> in the yeah. cafe. Yeah. But you know what? Those want to talk. They do. They they're sure. not a lot of them aren't even hunters. They right. just want to talk. So my dad actually played a part of me shooting my moose because I went up. I would not have been hunting that area. I had not hunted. I'd been up there early during scouting and hadn't seen much. And so I went up there, and that's where I ended up ultimately shooting my moose. So my dad actually played a big part in that. Wow. Very cool. I, I told her I'd try to help scout while I scouted the cafes. And hey, that's my kind of scouting right coffee there. Coffee shops. Yeah. And Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's recap uh, last few months. Um, Lisa started out with a bang. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. And an Achilles tendon. Yeah. So snap that. I snapped my Achilles tendon on uh, June 13th at 10 a.m. It changed my life, and I was playing tennis. And, uh, yeah, so I had it repaired. Um, surgery three days later so I could go on a mission trip with Donnell um, overseas I was in a boot and um, so I'm doing good now but it has definitely changed my hunting this year um, I'm I'm still hunting but I'm not as fast as I used to be and I definitely never want to do that again so I'm trying I, I, to stay. I beg to differ I, I don't know I was with her three months after on my moose hunt and there's most people that wouldn't even keep up with what she did so right. very thankful for her so okay so now you've been able to take an elk and a moose so far. Well, that's actually a tribute to her as well okay. because we're out looking in the, you're, you know, with the moose, you're looking in the willows and the swamps and you're trying to use spotting scopes and, and glasses and glassing an area. And she was glassing an area for me. She had an antelope tag and she actually shot a nice antelope as well. And um, anyway, she saw this bull chasing a cow down in the willows. So she said, you know, and she saw it three miles away. So I went in there with Whitney, a young lady we met through Hunting Divas. Um, she came out on one of our horseback trips. And so she's with me. We have Wayne Carlton's butthead decoy, and we go down into those willows. And I threw out a couple cow calls and a bugle, and that bull come running straight up the ridge to me. And I'm sitting on a ridge in sage. And I'm like, but thank God I had the decoy. And he ran all the way up, and, and I shot the bull. Well, he ran down to the willows, you know, to pass. And then the two cows came to us. I kept cow calling. And but it was still at about 70 yards. And Whitney's like, I can't take because she st- has a tag, but she's helping me. But she had that that uh, either sex tag. And so anyway, um, we finally got her on a shot. She took a 57 yard shot and got herself a cow. So all of a sudden we have two big game down and I'm trying to still hunt moose. So that was an interesting <laughs> dynamic. But yeah, wow. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to fill that tag. In fact, I probably wouldn't have bought it. But, you know, when you fill out your your uh, when you do your points and all that, you say, if I don't draw anything, send me a tag. Well, I had I never do that. And I had done that. So I'm so, I didn't even have to take time to go take it back. So I thought, well, I'm just not going to get a bull this year. I was shocked. So and I know when I sent them over in those willows because um, I showed them where I spotted them at first light. I was looking for moose, and I'm like, what is that? And I realized it was an elk, and I realized it was a bull by his color, and I could see his antlers. Yeah, these really um, cool forests. They're really tall Yeah, and, so, and I saw him chasing a cow, so I knew there were two. And I send him over there, and I show him the, where I last saw him and the bush. And But my, my idea was is that the willows are so thick, you could probably run into a moose there because I know there's moose in there too. But I went on an antelope hunt, and I know these guys thought I was, like, drinking my own bathwater. And sure enough, the same exact place where I had last seen him, they had bedded down well and she even tells us she goes there's three bushes <laughs> we're like is that a bush i mean you know when you get over there right, three right, miles yeah, and you yeah. aren't the one that saw it you know right. it's like 
I, you do feel like she drank something. <laughs> so the three of us ladies, we have two animals down. They let me know. I went on an antelope hunt, and they said, Lisa, we have a cow down and, and a bull. And so I went in there and met them, and the three of us, and I think we got We, we processed one. it and had two, uh, one of the animals out. We processed both, had one out in four hours. That was pretty good for three girls. We got out at 1.30, yeah. And we left the bull there because we knew he would be in the shade. And we had quartered him and did all that, but we had taken, um, with, with the cow being shot in the sagebrush, I knew the sun would be, that, you know, we needed to get her out. So the three of us ladies packed the cow out. And then the next day, Donnell had some help with some guys, um, and they went in and packed out the bull. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Lisa Thompson, Donnell Johnson. Hunting divas, hunt data, uh, a lot of other things that they are involved with. And one thing I want to mention real quick, make your plans now to, to attend the International Sportsman's Expo. That is in January 9th through the 12th at the Convention Center. And uh, it's going to be a great, great event. We are still um, working out final details for all who is going to be there. But, hey. We know we are, so it's cool. <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to so be there. So what are you guys so far planning on doing there as far as seminars, too? You know, we're going to be networking with the ladies again. Um, it was just really cool last year, the ladies that came together. We had um, Brooke from Naked and Afraid. We had all kinds of fun personalities there, and we just planned to do that they were again. nice people, Matt and Brooke. Oh, yeah. Crystal Egley with Parks and Wildlife. Um, she, You know, she's bringing that new element of um, when she first went on a – she just was going to video the a hunt with Lisa and I, and she, we've converted her to a huntress now. I'm actually taking her on a big game elk hunt this year. Okay. So it's, it's pretty cool for us. That's, that's our desire is to – really expose people to the out, young ladies and mm -hmm. older ladies, whatever we are, sure. um, to the outdoors and uh, just to get that experience. I, even this, this uh, on a horseback trip, we had a lady that used to work for CSI type work and she fished for the first time and she texted me and said, I fished with my boys for the first time. That's our goal is to connect them to the outdoors and connect them to their world, to the outdoors. So um, I, that's just a, a great um, passion of ours. Right. Again, um, wish we were doing this live today on our show. So if you had questions, we could take your calls. But we are actually, uh, in all transparency, pre-taping this weekend's show as uh, we have a lot going on this weekend. But uh, you can catch our show Saturday, of course, live 1 to 2. And then Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. And then once again, Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. So let's talk uh, data a little bit. All yep. the changes and everything that's been in there. Because... Uh, two things I see a lot of, um, you know, on social media, and the two main things I see is hunt data and Onyx. Okay, right. they right. both have some some you good know, things to them. There's you know. pluses to both. Yeah. Um, and I'm always running them parallel. You know, my son's always like, why are you running Onyx? And I said, I want to know. We actually know some of the guys there at Onyx. A great program. Um, the downside to Onyx is if I use it tracking in the backcountry, it will sap my battery. You have to take a backup charging device if you're if you're going to be on the mountain all day. Right. Um, Avenza Maps, you can track all day long, and it goes within nine feet. The, the, one of the, I actually had an unfortunate event happen on the mountain. Um, I laid my bow down. Because you're tired, you're getting. I had got up at three that morning. I'd had four hours sleep. I uh, had my tracking on, laid my bow down, and all this down timber that's also burnt. And I have a black bow, and I walked away from it. And that's a very unfortunate thing when you walk back to where you thought you were sitting and your bow's not there. I had been using both tracking while I'd left Onyx on, and that blue dot was it was jumping from from left to right, and I had Whitney help me looking, and, and all of a sudden I'd be here, and then it'd say my track was 100 yards that way, and then it'd say my track was 100 yards that way. That was really messing with my head, because mm -hmm. I'm literally trying to track back and find my bow. I mean, it also sucked my battery to the point that I had to hike back. I hadn't brought a backup device. I'm used to Avenza. Avenza. Anyway, it's a long story, but their maps are more detailed than ours in that you can drill down to the seven-minute. We make seven-minute maps, but you have to buy them individually. Our, our What comes out of the state wide is one to 100,000. But it still works great except for when you're blood trailing. When you're blood trailing or something like that, you need that seven-minute map to know every little spot you had a, uh, had some blood. So there's plus and minuses to both. Um, like Lisa has said to many, we we, we run both. You know, there's, there's nothing against having sure, both. I think sure. they're both good at different things. Onyx at different times has stranded me when I get back country and I didn't cache it quite, quite, quite right, or maybe I go a little further than what I cached. I'm out of luck. Mm -hmm. With Avenza, I have that whole unit map, and I'm in my unit because I can't hunt outside of it, especially in my moose tag. It's 161, so I can't get outside of that. So um, I think there's plus and minuses to both, mm -hmm. um, and so we do run both. Um, we also have the concentrations of the animals backcountry, which when you go offline, you can't do that with Onyx. So. Right. Now, do you guys have any seminars coming up 
uh, anytime soon here at Cabela's Best Pro? And you may not have dates, but I'll, I'll get no, with you. Yeah, but we'll, are we'll, there some we things will, that come yeah. in that we you will. let me know yes. about? We will. Okay. Um, we will. So we're trying to figure that out right now. We're supposed to have one Saturday, but my daughter's giving birth to my granddaughter on Sunday, maybe. Okay. I have a <laughs> so, feeling I know where you'll be. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There's just so much going on right now. We're just trying to figure it out with our sponsors and different things right now. But I think at the Sportsman Show that you asked us earlier, the question what we're doing there, I believe we're only doing the Hunt and Divas booth there, and we're teaching seminars there. Okay. I think that that's what we're doing, right? Right, right. right. Well, it's, it's just hard to be focused on both, and one of them suffers, and kind of our passion is hunting divas. So. Sure. So help me out with this whole mentality, and I'm going to skip this break, and we're just going to go on. But uh, um, the mentality of archery, because, <laughs> man, it is so hard when you've been a rifle hunter all your life. Yeah. And then you're doing everything you do, walking, you're, you know, yeah. you're 7 to 10 miles a day, and all of a sudden, and you got a bow and an arrow when yeah. you're trying. And yeah. I'd really practice out to 50 where I felt comfortable, you know, at 50. And then close like I was 81, you know. And, and one thing smart, they, um, I think they do there, they ask every hunter that very first night when you check in, what is your kind of effective range? They want to know the first night because they don't want it to be 40. And they get you in the a 60 yard shot. And then the last yeah. day. You got one at 81. You're like, oh, I think I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't, don't want to be do flinging that. arrows. So, I mean. Um, and the last two bulls I have shot with my rifle, mm -hmm. both have had broadheads in their rear end. Really? The last two. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I think what people are doing is they're not stopping that bull. And it's moving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though arrows shoot fast, but if they're still moving and you haven't stopped them, then you're going to hit in their high you know, quarter. It happens in every, I, the, the white tail I shot on dad had a muzzleloader in it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it happens in every, whether it's rifle, no what weapon, right, you right. have to be good at it. And there's still things that go wrong. Like up sure. in Walden, that I got my, my, my moose on Saturday. Sunday, the winds were like, it was whipping signs in Walden. I couldn't have taken more than a 10 or 20 yard shot in that wind. Like I literally one day in front of the cabin was sitting there trying to shoot at 40 yards and the wind was probably 60 mile an hour and my arrow was missing and I'm like I can't take a 40 yard shot today so even that you have to know what you're good at but you also have to take into account the elements it's the same thing if you're taking a 400 yard shot and you got wind that's going to make that bullet drift right mm -hmm. so it, it's whatever method you're using but were you using your decoy did you take your decoy oh I did that. oh absolutely you had the decoy and I it didn't it. help yeah. did it help Ah. It, it did, and and uh, and he came from quite quite a ways. Uh, we were just calling and different things, and had the uh, uh, few calls from from Wayne and everything. And uh, but then he got at eighty one and just kind of. But he had a cow with him, and I, and he was just a single bull with a cow. So I think he didn't want to leave that cow to come over and check out the. So were you doing a lot of calls? Were you doing cow calls, bugles? Yeah, and you know when you're hunting, and, and we were had a guide uh, with there. And um, next time, and I always talk about people with communication with your guide because I don't feel like he was calling enough. Yeah. Because he said, hey, if they're coming and doing what you want them to do, just stop calling. And I don't know. I mean, and once it stopped, then I'm like, he ain't doing what I want him to do. So yeah. start calling. So, so, and he yeah. didn't. So, so that then, bull out of the willows, he had two cows. Yeah. And I, I did a light bugle like I'm a little raghorn. And that boy came over to spank me. You know, he wanted mm -hmm. to beat me up. And so I didn't stop calling. Right. I mean, I brought him all the way into 67 yards. So it's right. like. It's different schools of thought. It depends who you talk to. Mm -hmm. But we probably call. We have been um, schooled in the last few years by Wayne Carlton. Right. And I think if he has done it for years and he makes the calls and he's done it, we think that the way he has done it, we like. So Donnell and I are in the school of Wayne Carlton right now, and we probably call a lot. But we've been very successful on that, too. I think when you stop calling sometimes, they stop. They're looking. But another thing, and I was going to tell you with bow hunting, when you set up your decoy if you're using a decoy that's where you your decoys behind you and you're like 50 yards or 40 yards in front of it at times because bulls will hang up and um the other thing is is they're more willing to if you get even if you can cut the gap a little bit before they come in they're more willing to leave a cow or two if they can see you 
But just to think that they're going to come over a ridge right. and come and get you, they're not going to come. And we've seen that over and over again. But a lot of times if you're calling and you're right next to your decoy with the 20 yards, they still have to come that whole distance. Ideally, if you have an outfitter, especially or someone like with Donnell, I wasn't hunting at all, so I was behind her. She's in front of me 30, 40 yards. So when they hang up at 80, you're only like at 40 or 50 right. to where Perfect. I'm at 81. Right. So it kind of... And you it, can't always predict where they're right. going to come from. Oh, either. no, no. I mean, no. you know that you yeah. think oh they're going to come here and they come in yeah. behind you and you're like really but never set up by your decoy i would tell people that all the time when you're calling they're coming in expecting to see something mm -hmm. it's i tell people all the time when when um mom or grandma or someone calls you to the dinner table and you walk into the dining room and they're not there that's a little alarming where's grandma she's been calling me but where is she so they're doing the same thing. And I talk to people. I mean, bow hunting is hard. Um, that's why Donnell and I, we bow hunt. Uh, like, she'll do a bull a lot. I'll, I'll get a cow tag, and then we rifle hunt. You know, because what is it, 18% in some areas and 11% yeah. success? Mm -hmm. If you want to eat, you <laughs> may want to pick up a rifle or a muzzleloader or something to where, you know, that's what we do. We kind of want to make sure we have our hand. Well, and you still have your cow tag yep. late yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I've done. I do over-the-counter archery mm -hmm. either sex and then i have that cow tag just to assure maybe between the two of them i get some meat some years i get two some years i get none right. you know you just never know how it's going to go but then then i'm saving points for my favorite unit that honestly up until now all of my bulls had come from a limited hunt and so this was my first over-the-counter bull so you know i've shot a lot of over-the-counter cows mm -hmm. um, but you just take what you know some people get ultra picky too and you're just like you know what if, if it's an over-the-counter animal give yourself high fives <laughs> and then you're not with an outfitter you know it, it's tough sure, no. there's nothing easy about it man yeah, absolutely so so let's talk hunting divas a little bit and where all that's going and uh, how that's going it sounds like you met like this whitney and yeah you meet a lot of great people in this industry you meet that jerk every once in a while but yeah. for the most part in the outdoors yeah you meet great people well lisa and i had met penny she's almost 70 um she had told us you know i hunt by myself and so i have to hunt close to the road i know where the elk are but i can't haul it out by myself so tell them how we put whitney and her together oh they um we do we uh usually do one horseback wilderness ride a summer we have the last couple summers we had an outfitter come to us and ask us if he if we if we'd like to put an all ladies group together because he would love to do that with us and um, we said well sure so um, but this summer we did three because the demand was so high and these two ladies came and we didn't know either one of them um, talked to them per email and texting they came together on our first um, uh, horseback trip at the end of June where we got that unprecedented two feet of snow and uh, that was, was challenging awesome. and I had been out of surgery for three days for my Achilles and I I did go I know people listening probably don't think I probably should have but anyway these two ladies really um, talked hunting and got to know each other and so fast forward uh we had a lady in Indiana, uh, Whitney, and she'd never left Indiana in her life, and she's been to Colorado three times now. <laughs> she came on our first horseback trip, our third horseback trip, and then she came out for a muzzle-loading bow hunt, and she ended up staying two weeks here, and yeah. um, the lady that, uh, Penny, that had never hunted with anybody, they hunted together. And so that's the whole idea, is networking, and... Um, they both ended up with elk, too. Yep, and they both got their elk, and wow. then they went and helped Donnell... Um, uh, her and I had gotten into some moose together, but then the last weekend I couldn't, I didn't go. And then Penny and both Whitney were with Donnell when she shot her moose. So. Whitney was a trooper. She probably went a couple hundred miles with me. She had a cold. She was nice. She shared it with me, and that was awesome. Oh wow! wow. wow. <laughs> but Hunt's Divas is a nonprofit. Our nonprofit. Donnell and I have been mentoring for years, um, and we decided to set it up as a nonprofit, and we got it official this year. But it's been around for about four or five years now. Right. Okay. So we're, we're wanting to work with Cabela's. And some of their grants on getting people in the outdoors that's somewhere we're we're pushing towards that we want really want to get to where we can do it at a larger scale and take more ladies out so. sure absolutely again if you're just joining us donnell johnson lisa thompson with us from hunt data hunting divas and uh we're actually doing a facebook live but we are pre-taping our show for this weekend and i hope you'll listen to it um in its entirety we'll have other guests here at the end uh but sportsman of colorado airs every saturday from 1 to 2 p.m on klz 560 and also on sundays at 8 a.m and 4 p.m. We'll re-air that Saturday show. So hopefully one of those three times you can catch us. All right. Well, let's talk the moose story real quick. All right. So give us your three-minute 
You know, I, 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 wait, I waited 21 years to get that tag. So a lot of people don't realize that's a weighted point thing. So you're not in the bucket until you have at least three points. But I talked. Weighted in several areas. Weighted 21 <laughs> years and weighted, right? And weighted. Yeah, yeah. I talked to a guy on the mountain that got his moose tag in six years. So, like, my son, who has four or five points, actually could theoretically draw it, right? Because they just have to draw a name out of the buckets. My name was just in the bucket 18 more times because I had those three weighted points. So, anyway, I waited 21 years and I shot him on the 21st or 21 years 21 days is what it took me to, to get on him and one of the things that I knew is I knew that they don't go into rut until late I knew it was closer to the rifle season which I think is not very smart why do you give the rifle guys that can shoot 400 yards the the rut advantage but it is what it is so um, I didn't I was literally just chasing them the first three weeks which you know it's tough they finally were coming into a call the last three or four days so that was really fun I had one experience at dark actually twice where it was a pretty nice sized bull but I couldn't tell you exactly because I'm I'm hiking out and they're doing the whoa you know, and you can hear their paddles hitting the willows and trees and your little heart's like like this because, you know, this 1,200-pound animal is running at you. I had one stop at 10 yards from me. <laughs> I was like, the fronts of my legs went numb. And I said, that's exactly what I wanted that experience. I wanted that encounter. I didn't shoot that bull. I shot a different bull in the daylight in the aspens. But um, it was it was a pretty cool experience, which I knew. I knew I'd walk away from it. I knew I was risking it, doing an archery tag. Because one of the things people also don't know is when you draw a tag in, like, moose it's considered a specialty tag i could have used whatever method i wanted but i would have had to trade it in in the right timing and all that so when i drew the archery tag when i got my results i could have taken it and traded it for rifle and muzzleloader which is what everyone told me to do but i i part of it is my daughter's due with my granddaughter um and so that's that first week in october so i didn't want to mess with that and plus i just felt like you know how hard it, you know they're not as agile as like an elk that just takes off the second they see you so i wanted a little bit more of that challenge and sure. and i got it <laughs> wow so cool yeah so lisa and i i'm trying to think of the different experiences we had like she said we we decided just to go through because we i talked to a, a man jake who had shot his last year in that area and a lot of swamps so we decided just to take on the swamps and look at the bat look at their bedrooms so to speak and we got into seven moose one time doing that but there wasn't anybody big in it they were all just three young teenager bulls and and i was like you know i didn't wait 21 years to shoot you know bullwinkle baby boy but anyway the I, one i shot was more medium he wasn't huge but he wasn't teeny so i was happy with it well cool well don it's great to have you in as well sir and you did a good job here sir good. <laughs> did a great job Thank you very much i think so i have them in and i, I don't like them and i like them all right because they kill way more stuff i'm telling you, you, you know they they do a great job no seriously um uh, good job i've uh, sat hours in a blind with uh uh, Mr. Painter, and uh, he's he's fun. I think it's Don. It's Don. It's Pops. But it's Pops to me. So, um, yes. but we've set hours in blinds together, turkey hunt and stuff. And very wise man, right there. Right, absolutely. But I'm not a, up to her standards. Oh. She's, she's top of the. Heap. I'll tell you one of the funniest stories. If I do, I have a second yeah, yeah. with Don. Um, so we it was Donnell and I and Don at turkey hunting, and um, Don and Donnell were in a blind, and there wasn't really room for three of us, and we're bow hunting. And Donnell and I said we are bow hunting the first two days, absolutely, and we won't grab a shotgun until the third day because we had to go home back to Colorado. So her and her dad are down there, and I'm up on this hill, and we're waiting for turkeys, and we got the bows, and all of a sudden I hear this. Boom! And uh, some uh, turkeys obviously came in and too far for a bow, and she grabbed her dad's gun and shot it. And I'm like, what happened to the two days of bow hunting? So it was so funny. Actually, I have a better story because the last day we just all picked up our guns. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and because we said, you know what, we're going home with some turkey, right? Uh, so I'd already shot the younger one, as she said. But um, So we're all three in the blind, and we're out on this field. Well, there's quite a few turkey out on the field. Um, and there was this really nice one that came strutting up. We had our striker decoy up or killer z i think it was and so he comes up and he's strutting beside it and he's all puffed up in parallel parking and everybody that watches that video is like why isn't 
how come nobody's shooting? Well, if we'd had our bows, we would have, but we didn't want to clear the field because we knew once we shot, everybody'd run. But we saw these two larger toms coming across the field. So we were like, if we do this right, we'll all three get a shot. So these two bigger toms are coming to try to compete with the one strutting beside our decoy. And so, but we're having to time it such that by the time those two were coming in, we had about a 50 yard shot. And this guy over here is about 50. So on the count of three, we all shot and we all missed. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm pretty disappointed in the team. Uh, Not one person dropped the turkey. Well, so as they're coming in, I wanted the one on the left and she wanted me oh, to shoot the one. And she's I'm, doing the whole I'm trophy hunt turkeys. I'm like, I want that beard on that one. And she's like, so I was going to crisscross and she's like, we're sitting there fighting in the we're blind. We're sitting there fighting in the blind. I'm like, just shoot the bird in front of you. You can have oh, the big funny. one. That's <laughs> well, again, check out the maps, Hunt Data. You can check out the website, huntdata.com. You'll find them at Cabela's, Bass Pro, Shields. We can give out one of the new Durham maps. They're on that new canvas material in there. In fact, we had a old friend that saw us up on the hunt and saw some of our new maps because we're doing a hybrid now so the deer and the elk concentrations are overlaid on the land use and it's on a canvas type map and it's we call it Dura map but um, we can give away one of those if somebody okay. calls in if you All want right, let's do that 303-477-5600 and we will take caller number one and get that to you again we are um taping the show today for this weekend saturday october 5th and i hope you will join us and if you miss us on saturday catch it on sunday morning 8 a.m or 4 p.m so don thank you very much for coming in sir great good to meet you my pleasure All right. good to see you scott ladies always fun always fun international sportsman's expo january 9th through the 12th save the date now it's going to be fun a lot going on so i hope you'll come see us you're listening to sportsman colorado we got to take a short break we'll be back with more right after this Hunting Gear Outfitters, a specialty gear showroom for all your hunting gear needs. Hi, I'm Ted Ramirez. So if you're headed on a self-guided or guided hunt for deer, moose, or anywhere in the world, stop by Hunting Gear Outfitters, home of Caribou Gear Outdoor Equipment Company. We are located at 8955 South Ridgeline Boulevard in Highlands Ranch. Questions, tips, and tactics are free, so call 303-798-5824 or visit us at huntinggearoutfitters.com. Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality eye and vision care for over 50 years. Stack Optical is a family-owned business, and they're proud to be one of the few optical offices that have their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Your one-stop shop for all of your vision needs, eye exams, glasses, and contacts. And don't forget about the Stack Sports Pack. Let owner and certified optician Alan Stack customize a pair of specialized glasses that will make your next outing on the golf course or on the gun range better than ever before. Call today for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Or check them out at stackoptical.com. You will regret not calling the police after your accident. Take it from Kevin Flesh with Flesh and Beck Law. It's one of those situations where you want to make sure that you're covering your own self. And we talk about harvesting the evidence yourself, getting pictures, getting recordings of things and doing all of that. And that's important because sometimes the police get it wrong, but the majority of the time they get it right. And they're going to be trained to ask the right questions. Our public servants are there for that sort of thing, whether it's a small accident or a big accident. They're trained to get this information so that we can rely on it later. Always call the police after an accident. Then call Kevin Flesh with Flesh and Beck Law for a free, no obligation consultation. 303-806-8886. That's 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law, they get results. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also, suppressors, from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496 or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. 
Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Real quick before we get to our next guest, let me tell you about a great event that's coming up sponsored by the Denver Rescue Mission. This is a Sporting Clay Classic, and this will be held on Friday, October 18th, and this is the seventh annual Sporting Clay Classic. You're going to enjoy a shooting, lunch, and prizes at Kiowa Creek Sporting Club. You can invite your buddies along to create a team and support a good cause. Now, if you got Four buddies, great. Hey, if you just got a couple of buddies or you want to go by yourself, they'll pair you up with a team. Tickets are $100 a person. Station and team sponsorships are available. And a portion of the proceeds will support the Denver Rescue Mission. So it's going to be a great, great time. Again, that's Friday, October 18th. And this is the 7th Annual Sporting Clay Classic. You can go to denverrescuemission.org slash sporting clay classic for more information and um hope you'll come out for that it's going to be a great time we're putting a team together for that and uh look forward to seeing you out there well it is great to have our good friends back from hunting gear outfitters they are located at 8955 south ridge line in highlands ranch caribou gear as well so welcome to ted's back ted ramirez and ted ramirez jr hello everybody hey guys how, how you doing, doing? <laughs> well, we're all recapping our sorrows of our hunting season so far. We're we're hungry, all three of us. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, haven't had so, a chance yet. So so far, yeah, we uh, you know business takes us where it takes us, and we got to do what we got to do. But uh, we're not done yet. We still have oh, some yeah, uh, tags left, and we're we got a deer and an elk tag uh, each of us. So we're in good shape. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. Good deal. Good deal. Now, how long have you guys been open now? We are going on, jeez, uh, I've lost track now, maybe about five months. I, I was thinking five April, months. Yeah. Okay. I think it was April 1st was when we first moved in. Okay. Um, but then storefront opened up, um, I think, a month or so All after right. that. Great. So. Great. It's been a wild ride, I'll tell you that. It's been <laughs> great, uh, phenomenal. Things are things are, are humming right yeah. along. We're, we're staying really, really busy. Uh, sales through the particular location has been out of this world. We are actually literally at this point right now, we are sold out of darn near everything. We got a wow. few of this and a few of that, but uh, good news is everybody, we got product coming in tomorrow. Okay. So we'll be back in uh, in uh, good standing order there with product. Right. So you can come to the showroom there. Again, it's at 8955 South Ridgeline Boulevard uh, in Highlands Ranch, and they are open Monday through Friday, 10 to five, Saturdays 11 to four, and after our appointments are available, uh, if you're like me and you forget some things you need at the last minute, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But their number is 303-798-5824, and you can check out the website, huntinggearoutfitters.com. Let's talk about that, you guys, a little bit about, you know, getting prepared. I mean, archery's full swing, 100%, muzzleloading, uh, rifles next, and we all got to have that plan of getting all our gear together. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit and uh, – just do you guys make list a checklist of everything oh we have a bag? checklist yeah whether we're hunting here in colorado or going to alaska and uh, inadvertently we always forget something too Absolutely. so it's not uh, beyond us and we do have a variety of different products uh, at the store there but uh there are some things we don't carry so we'll go nearby i mean we're not afraid just to you know we go to cabela's bad pros sportsman's sure. warehouse and all the local stores as well but uh, we do have some unique things there and uh, all of our stores that carry the caribou gear brand products uh, they don't carry every single thing, and a lot of times they're sold out of a particular item. Uh, what I said, we are sold out or wiped out. It's the Caribou Gear game bags that uh, that we have right. uh, that we've been wiped out of. We got plenty of other inventory like boots and freeze-dried foods and so on. Mm -hmm. But the game bags, I mean, it's been a hot commodity, a hot item, and, and uh, no matter where you are in the country or the world, uh, uh, the numbers are pretty thin as far as inventory goes. But there again, we, we have that uh, right. truck coming in tomorrow. Well, I think once people experience the difference between your product and the other top game bags out there, I mean, you don't have to sell them anymore. I mean, it's proof in the product. It stands true for, you know, the test of time. We've been out now for uh, 10 years is our anniversary this year, and uh, and we've, we've been doing phenomenal uh, throughout that particular period. But, again, each year gets far out of hand in, re in regards to inventory and uh, trying to keep up with that. Uh, we have to, we find ourselves ordering earlier, earlier in the year. So it, uh, it does stand apart and alone outside of what everybody else is doing. 
Uh, there's a lot of different game bags out there, but we have unique uh, aspects and, and uh, uh, talking points of the product that we do carry, uh, being how they're light reflective and, and uh, it fills and breathes like cotton, but no cotton whatsoever. It's a nylon composition specifically designed for our bags. And again, in fact, it, uh, they're so unique that they're panted. Right. I was looking on your website, and by the way, great website, huntinggearoutfitters.com. They've got a blog there, a lot of great articles on there. I highly suggest you go there. And um, you guys had a few points. I just wanted to kind of touch on these in today's show a little bit. And um, number one uh, that you guys put on there is, uh, you know, knowing your weapon and practicing with your weapon. I mean, that sounds very fundamental, but I'm telling you, I know a lot of guys <laughs> that just – Thank God they've been shooting that rifle uh, there, for years. There's a, sure, there's a lot of procrastinators out there, and I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm part of them. Yeah, Don't get we, me wrong. Yeah, yeah. If you, you, you have a, a hell of a time getting out there, sometimes you know Cherry Creek's got a great facilities, and there's some others around town. But we like to head up to the mountains, and uh, we get some extended our uh, distances there. Uh, there is a, uh, a park out there out of. Um, but Granby, that uh, is, a, is a free location facilities there. Right. You can go shoot for free. He's got tables, and you can shoot to 300 yards and so on. Mm -hmm. A great place to go. And, again, I try to get out there every year and, and give a go. But uh, I have a great uh, 300 Weatherby mag, and I'll tell you That's what, what, that, shoot, that, that baby shoots right on the money every single time. So right. we go out there, and it just becomes a, a shooting fest, and we have fun just to get and build confidence with your rifle. And, again, that's important because if you're afraid of your rifle going boom, why well, yep. you're going to flinch, and, and uh, you get that state fright, and you, you're like more likely to miss. So mm -hmm. you want to get uh, get used to the, we the weapon that you're shooting and uh, that little kick that it may have or big kick that it might have. Right. Uh, and, and practice and shooting. Practice I mean, important. shooting on a bench is great, but you know what? I hadn't found a bench yet out in the out in the woods. I mean, sometimes you don't know what position you got to shoot from, right? That's right. You know, I in in even at uh, at home or you know we'll go because we can do it in the privacy of our yard. We don't want to scare nobody at the park. But we go out there and we'll you know we'll sit from leaning up against a tree, using a uh, a tree a tree branch and so on to to lean the the forearm of the rifle on in order to get steady if you're standing. Uh, again, prone position, laying down as well. You never know what the conditions and or uh, particular where the animal is going to be. So, no, it's not in prime location where you're going to have a shooting bench to shoot from. Absolutely. And, um, you know, just spending time, you know, um, getting the right gear. And I'm telling you, I mean, uh, gear is not cheap. Let's just be for good gear. But I'm telling you, there's nothing more miserable than being wet. <laughs> well, there's nothing more miserable having the wrong gear. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. There's nothing more miserable. So, I mean... I mean, that money is well spent if you get the right gear. And it starts, a lot of times, I think, from the feet up, right? It, it does. And, and uh, yeah, literally, uh, from the boots that you wear, and the Kenny Trek boots, socks, and so on, you could buy a good pair of boots. But if you buy, buy a bad pair of socks, well, you're not going to be so happy. You're going to be slipping and so on in there. And uh, your, your clothing that you wear, whether or not it's, uh, again, a major name brand or an off brand, the thing is, is that uh, cotton kills, as they say. Uh, it gets wet, takes longer to, to, to dry. Synthetics, they dry a lot faster. And, again, uh, comfort is what it's all about. If you're comfortable, you eat well, like the mountain house foods and so on or, or peak foods. Uh, you're eating good. You're feeling good. You want to hunt longer. You stay out longer. And uh, those guys are the ones that are more successful. Uh, if you're not comfortable, things, uh, things aren't quite right. Right. And Ted Ramirez Jr. is also with us. Um, Ted, you guys have kind of picked out Kinetrack boots to carry there. And... Um, Let's talk about some of the pros and cons. I mean, you know, some people say they're hard to break in or whatever. So give us some thoughts on Kinetrack. Uh, yeah, I mean, we take them to Alaska. We take them here in the Rocky Mountains. And um, I never really had any problem with okay. breaking them in. I know my dad did a little bit. They were tougher for him. Um, but, man, once they are broken in, they are the most comfortable boot I have ever worn. Um, I just wear them around the shop sometimes, feet are cold or anything. It's They're insulated, so they're extremely nice. They're comfortable. And um, I know during this archery season, we were hiking like crazy, hiked in, um, no problems whatsoever. Uh, and, I mean, they're the best boot out there, in my opinion. Um, I stand by them, and for everything, rowing, hiking, um, everything, standing, all that mm -hmm. stuff, it's, they're comfy, man. They're, sure. 
for your quality. Yeah, group. for me, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I know they, they are comfortable, and I did have a, uh, I have a wider foot than the normal man, I think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little bit harder for me to break them in, but uh, once once I got, uh, it took me about a month to, to a month and a half, and I literally had to pound them to, to get him into submission there, but right. now I mean I, they are the great boot. I, and uh, they have quite had a selection them. for every, I mean for a lot of different types yeah. of hunting, right? So yeah, that's yeah. where it starts. Is what do you, where are you going, and what do you use them for? Kind of right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean we use the, uh, I think what is it, the 400 insulated. The, yeah, the the uh, 400 gram insulate, and uh, it's a mountain boot. Mountain boot. Yeah, and we've had mountain ours extreme. for. Uh, Five years? Five years and still Five, going six. strong. I mean, I keep... that's Alaska trips multiple times and hunting here every year and um, all the hunting trips, that's what we wear. Wow. A great boot, a yep. great boot. And, and uh, just so you all know, we do have uh, inventory there now at uh, Hunting Gear Outfitters. And uh, so stop on by and try a pair on. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, they are a great, great boot. And, uh, again, you get what you pay for. And be sure when you go by, you let them know you heard about here on Sportsman of Colorado, and we would appreciate that as well. Now, another thing you guys have on a list, and I tell you what, a lot of guys don't think about this, and recently we just had one of our uh, PHs, uh, professional hunters, and really good friends um, get gored by, I don't know if I've had time to tell you guys this, no. got attacked by Cape Buffalo and um, <laughs> lost his life, and uh, 42 wow. years old, and uh, and you don't think about things going wrong out there and needing a, a medical kit, but that's something that you guys put on your blog. Um, so having some things in there for medical emergencies uh, is always a good thing, but then knowing kind of what to do with them, too, just to stop bleeding and different things like that. It, it's in, uh, you know, blood clot uh, material. There's additives in there that, that we carry. When we go on to, we have two different types of uh, uh, first aid kits. When we're here in Colorado, it's just a little old things, probably about maybe two inches by three inches, just basic stuff because we can always go back to the truck or call medics. But th the thing out there in Alaska, you're on an extended hunt, so you're looking at uh, an extensive amount of different products. So you're looking at painkillers, uh, maybe something that you were prescribed to you from, and I don't condone all this, but it, sure. should, it should come in handy. You know, you're looking at uh, some prescription drugs that that uh, is going to get you through that Absolutely. pain in, in, until uh, help can arrive. And you're looking at 24 hours, even two days, even more than that at three days. And again, if you're uh, severely injured or cut, it can infect, and there again, you're you're going to be in trouble. So we do even carry sutures as well. Wow, that's really good. And. Um, Boy, next thing is eating. That's something we all want to do. And, man, you guys have a great selection there of your freeze-dried food. So, Well, if it's uh, about that. Mountain House, we have taken that forever. I mean, going to Alaska and everything, that is uh, definitely the original, and that is something that is always good. But we also have the new stuff. It's peak refuel. Um, it's higher in protein, lower in sodium, and it takes less water to activate it, too. So when you are hiking in, that is a big key feature. Uh, that we noticed uh, this past archery hunt. Uh, you know, water is very valuable, and when we hiked in, there was no stream or anything, so we were uh, <laughs> cherished our water that we used. So it was nice to use less water in those meals to activate it. Uh, they are very, very tasty, a quality meal, and it does uh, taste like a home-cooked meal. Um, but not to bash Mountain House at all. That is also, sure. I mean, we eat that all the time too and uh, we are also running a great sale on those uh, we've checked all the prices around and we are the lowest right now so okay. we are gonna uh, we offer that and we offer free shipping on that stuff too so lowest wow. prices and free shipping on all mountain house stuff all right so check them out huntinggearoutfitters.com now what about just uh, fuel type accessories you know when you're heating stuff up and doing things like that what do you guys like you know, there are a lot of great stoves out there. There's some small compact uh, uh, type products. You know, if you're going in super, super lightweight, you can just get the sole burner. Uh, or there is something uh, which we offer there is the jet boil products. And uh, it, it's just a great, great added feature. You can boil water within a minute mm -hmm. to a minute and a half. And in there, you got your, your, your meal within the next 15 minutes uh, after you rehydrate your food. So, uh, yeah. Jet Boil is a great product. It comes, uh, everything is all contained within one unit from your fuel to your stove. Uh, some have igniters, some don't. And again, we have both versions there at the store. Uh, and uh, let me add this too. I mean, we do have free shipping, not just for uh, the freeze-dried foods, but the complete line of products. Uh, just go to huntinggearoutfitters.com and uh, you can see what uh, what we have there. Just uh, type in there at the close of your purchase there, uh, shop at uh, HGO and you'll get uh, free shipping.
Shop oh. HGO. Shop yeah. HGO. Shop yeah, HGO. That's, the, that's the promo code, Shop HGO. Um, but we use the zip. Um, that's what we take to Alaska. Nice, compact, but that flash, uh, that one's pretty cool. has the self-igniter on there, and it actually has um, the Jetboil logo on the side. And when it's hot enough and boiled, uh, it turns orange on it, so that's pretty cool. Uh, oh. We do not have that. <laughs> we, do not, we have it in the store, but we have not... I mean, used it yet. We're actually, still using the, the old model that we bought yeah. like, uh, I don't know, five years ago <laughs> yeah, and, uh, right, and right. so on. But uh, we're going to break down and uh, we're going to buy one. I know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we own a bunch cool. of them but don't use it. I don't know. Why, but we use the older model. Yeah. The zip uh, is great, too. It is the zip. And the only thing different, really, is that you, you just the igniter. use a, yeah, igniter, you, you know, a big lighter or something like that. Well, the zip canister, too, it's a, a 0.8 liter. And then the zip is a 1 liter. Gotcha. Um, so it stores more water as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last thing we've got time to touch on for this uh, show today is uh, let's talk about knives a little bit and what you guys carry. Uh, knives of Alaska is what we carry. We surely like the, the heck out of them. They hold a great blade. But you know what? I mean, there's a lot of great knives out there, but there's a key features that I look at in a knife. I like a great grip. The grip of the uh, uh, Alaska knives is rubber. And uh, when I'm carrying my rifle on my side or a on my over my shoulder, I don't like my knife to be jabbing at my the stock butt stock there of the rifle. So uh, that rubber that is uh, uh, on that particular knife, it doesn't allow that to do that. And again, for the sharp edge, it does maintain a nice edge. And uh, surely, like for big game, uh, we use actually a fish fillet knife, which is just like a professional uh, flexible butchering knife, mm. uh, deboning knife. And uh, we sell that out there as well, the coho. Uh, that's around uh, $60, and uh, again, a great seller for us, and we do really well with that one. Great. Um, I'm going to go over this for you real quick here, if that's good on the Alaska deal. All right, so Alaska. Now, this is coming up November 1st. They'll begin the Alaska unit drawings for special hunts. The draw ends December 15th, so keep in mind, Alaska does have a lot of over-the-counter tags for moose, caribou, black bear, and wolf. And this is these guys' specialty. So if you've got questions about that, get into hunting gear outfitters and uh, um, the TEDs will help you out. To further assist you, they'll also be conducting self-guided hunting Alaska seminars, which we'll be promoting those on the show and giving you those dates and times. And that'll be covering the ins and outs of doing such a hunt on a limited budget. Uh, you can email Ted if you would like at hunt at caribougear.com. Once again, that's hunt at caribougear.com. Uh, just let them know about your questions and all. And like I say, we'll keep you informed here on the show of when those seminars will be coming up. And they've got a lot of new list of products that are soon to be revealed, and we'll be getting those out. And then, guys, right around the corner real quick, uh, International Sportsman's Expo. Oh, man. January yeah, we, 9th we, through the 12th. It's funny how that, no, no sooner does it end, we're already getting ready for the next one around. So, yeah, it's, uh, it is coming up pretty doggone quick, too quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll get by and see them. Hunting Gear Outfitters, th their number, 303-798-5824. Their address, 8955 South Ridgeline and Highlands Ranch. And please mention you heard them here on the show when you go in or give them a call. I want to thank you and want to thank all of our guests today for joining us on Sportsman Colorado. Reminder, on Sundays, you can catch us at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. as well. Hope you have a great rest of your day and a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.